funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, colors some sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world. Welcome to the funniest people I know. I'm George Kaluris, and here with me today are my favorite funny people, Alexandria Sweat. Hello. <laughs> and Abigail Williams. Good evening. Good morning. Whatever time of day it is, hope it's treating you well. Well, that's very nice. I'm a nice person. I almost never wish people well casually like that. That's really cool of you. I also wish our <laughs> listeners well. Casually. I love that. It needs to be a formal event for George to wish you well. There's a man who told someone I work with recently, I've never met George. And they're like, that's weird. How have you never met him? But I've met him several times. I'm just rude and have never introduced myself. <gasps> oh, uh, that's hilarious. Well, that's he's also me. never introduced himself to you. So Fair what does enough. that mean? Maybe he's rude. We're both rude. <laughs> Each week, we kick off the episode with a round of what's making you laugh. We're going to share a story, and then we're going to pick one to dive into. Abigail, what's making you laugh this week? This week, I'm laughing at moldy dough that will cost you some dough. Oh, that's interesting. I'm intrigued. <laughs> Alexandria, how about you? I feel you? like that's what you always say to mine, that you're intrigued. <laughs> you know, it's a nice thing to say to transition to the next person. Otherwise, Okay, you know, sure, I'll take that. Because rude if you had awful. said moldy dough will cost you some dough, and then I go boring. Alex, that sounds stupid. Next, yeah, <laughs> idiot. Fair enough. Next. <laughs> I guess if that's a toss to me, what's making me laugh this week is Jesse J. Oh, and Nicki Minaj. Okay, <laughs> I love old Jesse. Yeah. George, uh, how about you? What's making you laugh? Ross and Rachel for real. <gasps> Are they for real? Are they for real, for real? Mm-hmm. What do y'all want to oh talk my about? Gosh. George is my news source. This is tough. <laughs> Alex, what are you going to vote for? Oh, my goodness, Abigail. You know I'm so indecisive. Why would you do that to me? Because uh, I'm also indecisive. Well, I'm decisive. I'm voting for Jesse J. <laughs> okay. Um, I do like Ross and Rachel, so maybe my vote is Ross and Rachel. I, okay, Abigail, you're the tiebreaker. You're Ross and Rachel. Oh, this is tricky. I want to know about Ross and Rachel. That completely caught me off guard. I was totally planning to go with Jesse until you said that, and it just shocked me. So let's go there. (laughs) Rumor has it that Ross and Rachel is happening for reals. Get out of here. Yeah, Hold Apparently, on. Wait a minute. Wasn't she with Brad again? I thought they got back together. No, nah, they're donezo. Again? Yeah. But my... I heard that too. They hung out after a award show or something. They were at the Oscar party or something, I guess. And maybe they hung out for a minute. But according to the rumors, ever since the Friends reunion, David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston, after they announced that they had had crushes on each other during season one, have been hanging out. No way. Apparently, David Schwimmer went to visit her, and they've been going to vineyards, and Jen's been cooking. Wow. I just can't believe it. I've been done with Brad for a long time. After all the ways that he treated her, he doesn't disturb her or anyone. I think he's just mean. 
But her and Ross trend of getting that old thing back. You got J Lo and Ben Affleck canoodling together. That's my new word today, canoodling. Canoodling. (laughs) I had no clue that David Schwimmer and Jennifer Aniston were thinking about each other in the slightest. I don't know how to process this information. They will always be on a break. Always. (laughs) It was a break. During the reunion, they said that they had both been kind of into each other, but it was like a romantic comedy. When she was single, he was with someone. When he was single, she was with someone. That someone was Brad Pitt. Now that we've seen Brad's true colors, I think we all know that he was the wrong choice. For shallow people, Brad is still very the clear choice. (laughs) Can't they pick somebody and stick with them? And that's not a critique. That's just more like I'm exhausted from the breakup. (laughs) So stay together. I want to see you thrive forever. Their lives are so different than ours, Abigail. They're always around beautiful people. Oh, get out of here, beautiful people. Let me ask you this, because Alexandria makes a good point. Everything old is new again. What old celebrity couple would you like to see reunited? Oh, I can't say mine, because it would definitely get me canceled. Alex, be brave. There's life after cancellation. Get it up there. I'll tell you mine. (laughs) Lucille Ball and Desi. Oh, I hope those two kids can work it out. (laughs) I always wanted them to be together. Let's just say that pop music people, I know that they should not be together. However, when they did break up, I was very heartbroken, but also did the best choice for one of the... Are you talking about Justin and Brittany? You talking about Rihanna and Chris Brown? This is the most intriguing of all. How can numb? That's really hurtful, Alex. I'm taking personal offense to this, and so is the rest of the nation listening to this podcast. Inquiring minds want to know, Alex. This yeah, really you said unimportant it. You brought thing. it up. It's like people who put a Facebook status, hmm, just thinking about betrayal today, and you're like, no, that's not acceptable. Oh, vague you need booking, to explain exactly you're what you're booking. talking about. That's how you keep them guessing. It keeps them coming back. I'm going to give you five <laughs> seconds to tell us the truth. Five Four, three, two, think about America. One. It's Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. I need them to work it out. You are a liar. Oh, I'm with you, though. That's a great couple. If Alex is not going to tell us, then we're going to have to move on. But I just want to say for the record that I'm very disappointed, and so is the nation and our global community. All right, George. Let's get out of here. Speaking of massive disappointments, we are going to play a round of 7-Up based on some of the most disappointing, frustrating, unlikable things in George N. Kaluris's world. Wait, the last it's time that specific played, to me. <laughs> it's specific to you. Remember, the last time we played this game, George mentioned that dropping something on his foot was one of the worst things in the world besides grandparents. And I said, next time we play this game, we're going to do your disappointment. I have prepared a 7-Up list of seven of what I think may be the worst things in the world to George. And we're going to rank them one to seven, good to bad. Sound good? I'm in. Mm-hmm. All right. You guys I'm intrigued to Here see what you think would be the seven worst things I can think of. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Okay. okay. Number one, being isolated at a wedding as the only guest with no <laughs> chairs. <laughs> okay. How are we going to rank that one, George? So far, I'm going to say that's the worst. I would put that one at the bottom. 
Okay, so seven is wedding. Alex, how about for you? It would be pretty crappy. I'll put it at a seven, too. All right. We've got our worst thing on there right now. Number two is going to be something that you said is one of the worst things, George, dropping something on your foot. Ooh, I do hate dropping something on my foot. <laughs> it really sucks. I'm always worried I broke my toe or even worse, bruise my nail. My toe is going to be blue for a few days. But mm-hmm. I'd rather drop something on my foot than be stuck at a wedding without a chair. <laughs> so I'm putting that above the wedding. What do you think, Alex? I didn't know you felt that strongly about being without a chair at a wedding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's important to me. What are we dropping on our foot? Dropping stuff on your foot does suck. Imagine that it's something painful. But not breaking your like, toe, right? But it could because that's part of your fear. Well, I certainly don't want to break my toe. Well, nobody's saying we want, want to. to. This is bad stuff we're <laughs> dealing with here. We're not dealing with nice things right now. I can always make a seat. Like, I can always take mm. someone else's thing. Squat feel against that way. the wall where you're pretending to be sitting. Yeah. Okay, that's ridiculous. I might have to move dropping something on my foot because I am now worried about breaking my toe. Okay. Okay, I've got it marked down six or seven for toe. Same with wedding. Okay, okay. number three, <laughs> Stacy's pita chips. <laughs> okay, <laughs> they suck. George mentioned during Alex and I's versus battle that he hates. I mean, hates Stacy's pita chip. They definitely suck, but for me, I'd say they're towards the top. I way prefer them than having no chair at a wedding or breaking my toe. What do you think, Alex? You know I love a Stacy's pita chip. This is not even This is right. like at the top for you. Then let's go on to number four, grandparents. I don't really know what George meant by that, but he specifically said grandparents were worse to him than dropping something on his foot. So I'll let you do the explaining on that, George. I personally have delightful grandparents. Okay. I don't hate grandparents. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I'm not too the sure. Death neither are our of listeners. a grandparent would be worse oh than dropping something on your toe. <laughs> grandparents are great. Love grandparents. <laughs> I would okay, certainly well, I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm changing it to death of a grandparent. Now, what are you going to say? I'd rather. Don't tell I me the guess... pita chips are going to beat your grandparents. No, but you know, grandparents. I love them, but grandparents died. That's what they do. Oh, oh, no. oh that's Those what they don't do. Have wow. to break. I think I would put the death of a grandparent at the bottom. Although all my grandparents have died, I've experienced that. So I guess at this point in my life. I don't care about other people's grandparents more than I care about wow. my Wow, I'm going to put it at a seven, like you said, <laughs> because I'm going to try to give you a boost for our <laughs> listeners so they don't hate you. Alex, what's your uh, what about for you, what's Alex? your vote? You know, I'm, I'm eternally conflicted. I think it should be an obvious seven because it's really sad. But like you, George, my grandparents passed away for me at a very young age before it was emotionally jarring for me. But I also could get how that could be really crappy, especially as you're an adult. Morally, I feel like I should make it a seven. Okay, sure. As our sage mage, you got to hold on to our morals for us. Okay, let's keep going. (laughs) Oh, my God, we're trash. (laughs) (laughs) Complete trash, all three of us. There's no (laughs) doubt. Number five, employees calling out of work for obviously fake reasons. That (laughs) is really obnoxious. That's worse than pita chips, but better than not having a seat at a wedding. 
<laughs> is it bad that I want to put that above Peter Chips? I am team self-care. Whatever you have to say. George, do not ever hire Alex. Don't you fret none. I'm going to let you know right now, George. I am taking a me day. Don't hire me if you don't want me to call you saying, oh, Although now the cough excuse is perfection. I mean, nobody wants you in here if you got a cough. Exactly, but I'm just saying I will play what I need to play. I'm not calling out anyone specific, but I know someone who recently called out of work because they were having a hard time buttoning their pants. Whoa, whoa, (laughs) whoa. I think some people got a lot of nerve. I'll leave it there. A lot of nerve. I can totally get with you on that. Okay, two more. Crappy tasting Greek food. Mm. <laughs> Isn't that basically Stacey's pita chips? It's different. Sure. We're taking it into sure. crappy falafel, crappy gyro meat. You name it, it's disgusting. But they're saying, "Oh, look at me! I'm Greek. It's delicious." Oh, that's kind of hard. Death is sad, but have you ever had bad food that you expected to be good? Goodness. Greek food is always good, and if it is bad. Whew. I'm sorry, grandparents. But... <gasps> you are truly shocking, Alex, but not connected to your grandparents. Okay, <laughs> George, what's your vote? I once had Greek food that was so bad it gave me food poisoning for the first time in my life. And then I didn't eat gyros for a very, very, very long time. But I distinctly remember that the only reason I even got through that horrible night was because my grandfather went out and got me ginger ale and took care of me. So I'm going to have to say as as it was to get food poisoning from Greek food, I'd prefer that to the death of my grandfather who got me that ginger ale. That's the right choice. Our sage mage is really shocking me right now. (laughs) Now we've got PETA, employees, toe, wedding, death of a grandparent. Where is this going? Toe and wedding should be swapped. Alex convinced me of that. Don't you think, Alex? Oh, thank you. Okay. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah. So where are we putting bad tasting Greek food? Is it worse than employees calling out for crappy reasons or better? No, it's worse than that. Maybe worse than not having a chair at a wedding. Oh, I don't know if it's worse than Than dropping something on your toe. Okay, fair enough. What do you think, Alex? Oh, you think it's worse than death of your grandparents? Yeah, she obviously (laughs) You put it at seven. This is for her at the bottom. I did, but when you told the story about your grandfather and the ginger ale, my heart might have grown. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Grinch. (laughs) This is so stupid. (laughs) My favorite game. What was it that you put it? It's still worse than the chairs, right? Like this. Yeah, yeah, it's worse than the chairs, but it's better than dropping something on your toe or the death of a grandparent. I can agree with that. All right, fair. Last one. It is the current state of the Academy Awards. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. We had to endure an entire 8,000-page critique of the Academy Awards earlier this year from George and Kaluris. Now, normally, George is an Academy Award lover. Yeah, this is tough. The Academy Awards were remarkably bad this year, and I spoke of that. Remarkably. But what I did was change the channel. And that was better than hurting my toe, enduring the (laughs) death of a loved one, food poisoning. So I'll say they're worse than an employee calling out of work, but better than not having a seat at a wedding. What about you, Alex? As a person that used to really love the Academy Awards, 
But in recent years, just I really have not been paying attention. Same. <clears throat> Sadly. So pita chips are definitely my favorite thing of this list. We'll just have to agree to disagree, okay? <laughs> but I really do root for the person that calls out for arbitrary reasons. This is under that. You and George actually are putting it in the same place. Yeah. So here is the list that we have from best to worst based on all of George's least favorite things as I see it. Number one, Stacy's pita chips, specifically Stacy's. Number two, employees calling out of work for obviously fake reasons. Number three, the current State of the Academy Awards. Number four, being isolated at a wedding as the only guest with no chairs. <laughs> then we come to really crappy tasting Greek food. Then we have dropping something on your foot, or more specifically, your toe. And then last and sadly, very real, but not to Alex, is the death of a grandparent. (laughs) (laughs) I got to roast you on that, Sage Mage. Everyone's always calling me the judgmental one, and tonight (laughs) I'll give you your time. (laughs) That's a definitive list. Yeah, pretty solid. Joining us this week is a special guest, a dear friend of the pod, the very funny Sarah Brise. How are you, Sarah? Sarah. Hi. I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? We're good. It's so good doing to see good. you. Well, oh, yeah. How's Itty Bitty? He's great. He rolled over from his back to his front today, and it was the coolest Aww. thing. Itty Bitty is not referring to one of her very sweet dogs. It's actually her four-month-old, Nolan. It is a baby human, <laughs> and he rolled over from his back to his front, and that's really hard. I could feel like the Rocky music was playing in the background. He was yes. just like, making this horrible noise. He I love it. it. It was so cool. What a big deal for awesome. him. That's exciting. It was. It was a big deal. It's all downhill from here, Nolan. <laughs> yeah, Nolan, you just peaked. I yeah, that's that you it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I hope not. No, not oh. at all. You Don't rolled over that day, and then what a way to encourage a new mom. <laughs> Lots of good things in store. <laughs> Sarah, we're really happy to have you on. We just wanted to hang out with you, and so we wanted to have you on the show. Thank you. I'm always so honored to be here. This is just like one of my favorite comedy things to do. Oh, awesome. <laughs> address a bit that was hard for me. Alex and George have challenged me to a blind spot and this week I took it upon myself to dive into my first challenge and I need to give you guys the update. Okay, well let's hear it. What did you do first, Abigail? Sarah, George and Alex challenged me to listen to or watch all of these things that they assumed that in my more conservative upbringing, I probably did not have the opportunity to watch or listen to. So this week, I listened to the album Stankonia by Outkast, and I got to tell you, I was pretty shocked. <laughs> had you never heard this before? I've heard songs of Outkast. I've seen Andre 3000 come into the old movie theater I used to work at, but I never listened to this album top to bottom. First of all, no one told me there were 8,000 tracks on this album. They got like 24 songs on here. Best like, album ever. This right now. You you're really paying for so? your buck, right? That's true. If you're paying for it, you're getting your money's worth. We've got musical interludes turning from serious into ridiculous. We've got some slick beats and amazing vocal talent. I was blown away by the talent and craftsmanship of this album. 
there are some titles to these songs that are so shocking. I will not even say them out loud. But what are you talking about? So, so fresh and so listen. clean, Ms. Jackson. I am not talking about either of those songs, and I'm not even going to say it. The first song, we open up with this musical interlude, so it's a minute long. It starts with this cool vibe, and we've got some talk about funky grooves. And anytime Andre starts talking, I'm like, oh, I'm in it to win it. We take this weird left turn into this really sexual place where I'm forced to listen to some girl moaning for the next minute while the boys just keep talking about bouncing. Why do I have to sit here for this? I didn't want that. I wasn't prepared for that. Mm. You were thinking about that when you encouraged me to listen to this album. No, I was definitely thinking of things like Bombs Over Baghdad and Miss Jackson <laughs> and So Fresh So Clean. It's a great album. I don't remember a moaning lady on the first track. Well, she's there. That is of the time, early 2000s, late 90s, hip-hop, rap, R&B album. There's going to be moaning or sounds of pleasure. Right. Anytime that Andre 3000 says anything or all right or funky, I'm locked in. Like, he's got a timbre to his voice that is just lit, and everybody wants to hear it, and there's no doubt. And so then we start to get into some content, and it gets real. These lyrics were very real. We're a long way off from shaking it like a Polaroid picture. We've got the war on drugs. We've got racism with police conflict. Then we get to fresh and clean, which is filthy, by the way. I never knew what the lyrics were. And I'm like, y'all are terrible for making me listen to this crap. This is so slick. It is so smooth. And it is so dirty. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Did you only know the radio version, Abigail? Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> Y'all are nuts. so fresh and so unclean. <laughs> this song for me is like every husband who's like, oh, my girl's going to love this. And then he's just crass <laughs> as I'll get out and she's totally turned off. That's how it felt to me. It's like the guy who's revving his car engine and he's like, this is hot. This will get her. And we're like, no, this is obnoxious. No woman out there likes it. She's pretending. Stop. That's how I felt. Am I crazy? It's one of the moments that I do, like, the engine rev. Oh, my God. Oh, you no. do? No judgment. That's totally fine. I am sounded like judgment. Like the sound of misogyny. The sound of misogyny. <laughs> that is exactly yes. what this album is to me for all of you people. You're literally purring at the sound of misogyny. That's how I felt. Miss Jackson, one of my favorite courses of all times. I am for real. Nobody can listen to that without being like, never meant to make you cry. But guys, I had never read the lyrics before. And I didn't realize that this was about child custody issues. Mm-hmm. Yep. All of these people are just like, never meant to make you cry. He's talking like now real about yeah. some yeah. stuff. Like, it's just kind of crazy. I think they're real artists. I'll say that. They talk about what they oh, hear. Yeah. yeah. There's a real story here, it seems like. But I'll say this. I don't like defending meanness and talking about all these sexual things he's doing with his old girl's friend. That's mean. Also, he likes to talk about American Pie in this album. Anybody notice that? No. The movie? Multiple <laughs> songs he mentions American Pie. They're both making commentary on America. It's really interesting. Then there's all this talk about d***s and d***s, and I'm already just kind of over it. I'm so tired of this. Like, why are we doing this? Oh. Were there any tracks that really yes. stood out to you? I'm telling you what I liked about okay. it as I'm going along. I'm just giving you a real feedback. A okay. random quote. We struggle like fat hoes just to get the thing that those people got. Fat hoes. You guys like these lyrics? High school people (laughs) liking these lyrics? Like, I'm sorry. I'm offended. I don't like it. There are some musically delightful moments, like in the vibe of Kim and Cookie interlude. That's great. But, guys, there are a lot of moments where I'm just questioning some of these lyrical choices. 
But nobody listening to music in high school was standing behind the lyrics, I suppose. I'll have to give you that. My overall note is it was a good listen. There were a lot of artistic moments and a lot of lyrics I did not like. That's fair. What track are we going to have you read the lyrics to your mom? Snapping a trap and I ain't reading to my mom. I ought to duct tape your infant daughter. I'm out. He's really showing his anger there. Oh, you don't think that's acceptable. (laughs) You're angry, so just say whatever you want to. No, no. I do not respect those lyrics. I do not respect that. But I listened to the album, and I still love Hey Ya. Miss Jackson still gets me in the go, and that's my review. Okay. I look forward to hearing the next thing on your list next week. All right. Fair enough. Sarah, one of the things that we love about you as a performer is your improv skills and your ability to think quick on your feet. Oh, God. And <laughs> back before there was a pandemic, we used to do these shows called Actor's Worst Nightmare. Do you remember that show? Yeah, I was on cast for that for several years. I performed in it myself, and it is a wild, scary, fun ride. Actor's Worst Nightmare is when two actors memorize lines from two completely different plays. And then you have one improviser in the middle who has to make all of it make sense somehow. Imagine that one actor has prepared memorizing lines from Shakespeare, and the other actor has memorized lines from Pat on a Hot Tin Roof. You're going to have a clash in a really massive way, but the improviser's job is to make a scene out of it. So this is literally an actor's worst nightmare. Because we talk about music a lot on this podcast, I wanted to do actor's worst nightmare, but with a musical twist. Tonight, Alexandria and I will be the actors bringing a scripted piece. I'm going to bring some lyrics from one song. Alex is going to bring lyrics from another. And Sarah, your job is to make it somehow make sense. Oh, God. (laughs) Godspeed, Sarah. I'm going to do it. We're testing Sarah at an integral moment. For months, she has been a mother. So this is really just as cruel as it gets and as fun as it gets. We're going to have a blast. And if it's just awful, great. She is never going to come on the show again. I appreciate your vote of confidence. I am a sleep-deprived mother right now, and it's good to get back in the game. That's what this is. This is an opportunity to get back in the game. There you go. George is going to be our timekeeper. He's going to be watching out for when he feels that the scene is done, and he is going to wrap us. Until George does, we keep this party going. (laughs) Okay, Alex, you ready? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, I got it. Okay, here we go. A long, long time ago, I can still remember that music used to make me smile. Oh, is this the real life or is this just fantasy? (laughs) Wait, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just want to know, what's your favorite music? Caught in a Landslide, No Escape from Reality. Oh, that's my favorite song, too. (laughs) If I had my chance, maybe... Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see, I'm just a poor boy. I know that. Honey, I've been trying to send you money. I need no sympathy because I'm easy come, easy go, little high. Little low. low. I know. I know. Look, honey, I know this has been, it's been a really long time since we've all hung out. The pandemic. Well, anyway, the wind blows doesn't really matter to me. Remember? I love you. I don't remember that much. I'm an old lady. 
And we love you too. And remember that I can make those people dance. And we used to dance with you. Mama just killed a man. What? Put a gun against his head, pulled my trigger. Now he's dead. Well, I was just getting to the fact that she was complimenting me on my dancing. Thank you, Tyreen. Mama's life has just begun. Tyreen. may be happy for a while. Who knows? Well, now I've gone and thrown it all away. Oh, didn't mean to make you cry. Oh, yeah, well, you did. You didn't mean to, but you did. If I'm not <gasps> back again this time tomorrow, carry on. Carry well, on as if can- nothing really matters. No, but wait, don't go anywhere because, oh, we got to work this out because if you killed somebody, now family first here, okay, I will cover for you. It's too late. My time has come. (sighs) But February made me shiver when every paper I deliver. Then shivers down my spine. I can turn the the heat on. Would that make y'all happy? My body's aching all the time. I couldn't take one more step. I've got to go. Don't leave. Got to leave you all behind and face the truth, Mama. No, no, no. I can't remember if I cried. Any way the wind blows. Okay, hold on. Don't go anywhere. I want both of y'all just to sit down. I don't want to die. I don't either. And you know what? I've never been born at all. Don't you say that, Tyrone. I want you to take a seat, okay? I've got some chili on. We're going to figure all this out, okay? Now tell Mama, who did you kill? When I read about his widowed bride, but something touched me deep inside, the day the music died. Wait, you killed music? (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny. (laughs) I'm so impressed, Sarah, truly. (laughs) I just arbitrarily picked these lyrics because they were storytelling lyrics. And i got to tell you, I was surprised when you started talking about Shivers, Alexandria, and then I started talking about Shivers. I didn't read through the lyrics. We all know them. Those songs, American Pie and Bohemian Rhapsody. It's so always funny to me doing Actors' Worst Nightmare when you see the connections. That poor mom, How she's that like, I'll real? turn up the heat. Don't kill nobody. No. It was brilliant. As a mother of a four-month-old, she still got it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. We sang Bohemian Rhapsody in my high school. And it is my karaoke showstopper song when I want to impress people. That was really fun, guys. I like doing with lyrics. It was fun. Yeah, that was yeah. great. Great. Thank you, Abigail. That was a lot of fun. Time for another literature corner. Sarah, this is where we read from some classic literary selections and enjoy (laughs) some beautiful pieces of art. Alexandria, what are we reading today? I thought it would be great to give you the classic romance novel by Selena Montgomery, a.k.a. Stacey Abrams. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Some of our listeners may not know, Stacey Abrams is also a romance novel author, and we have gotten to read some of her pieces on this show, and Alexandria is always the best at narrating these. What did you say the name of this piece was, Alex? It's named Reckless. It's one of the nine that she has written. Nine? She is busy. Last time I read from Hidden Sins, when I saw the title Reckless, I was like, you know, who doesn't like to be a little reckless every now and then? So here we go. 
closing her eyes behind the wide-framed sunglasses, perched on a nose that was just shy of pert. She bit back a sigh. David, we won the Brody case with a unanimous verdict. You can handle the press without me. The standard lines about how we know he was innocent, blah, blah, blah. Brody is already yesterday's news. The fast verdict didn't even give Court Watch TV time for a verdict clock. He whined. You're the story here. Kel Jamison, attorney extraordinaire. And the past year, you successfully defended the NFL's leading rusher, a best-selling author, and now the country's most beloved actor. What does she need to know this? She knows her resume, right? Yeah, what's happening? <laughs> Sometimes you need to be reminded about who you are. 30 minutes in a murder trial decision might be some kind of record. 28 minutes, actually. And, <laughs> like... Obnoxious. Nobody likes actually. The word actually is wildly offensive <laughs> most of the time. And if a reporter calls, I've got my cell. Reaching up... Kel slid her hand through dark brown hair that appeared black, except in direct sunlight. (laughs) (laughs) What color was it in direct sunlight? It was really dark in the dark. It's dark brown. (laughs) (laughs) The shoulder-length mane had been duly treated and blown dry by her stylist on Monday, and the silken strands felt cool in the rapidly heating car. If she didn't turn the engine back on in a few seconds, the hot, wet Georgia summer would force its way inside. Well, that is mortifying. I don't understand how she got in the car without starting the AC first. Honestly, I relate. My air conditioner is out right now, and that Georgia heat is nothing. Oh, that's the worst. It's like woof in your car. It's intense. I get what Selena Montgomery was going for. She twirled a strand around a coral-tipped fingernail. Perhaps logic would work where sentiment failed. The longer we fight about this, the longer it will take for me to get back to Atlanta. I promised Mrs. Faraday I would drive down today and hear her out. I can't believe the woman I know harmed anyone, and no one else will either. Explain to me again why you even need to be there, David demanded, annoyance growing. He had plans for the weekend that included an exclusive spa and overpriced room service, Sans Cat. What is that supposed Sans to mean? Cat. Sans Cat. I suppose there was a cat mentioned earlier in this. Oh, maybe. Wait, David's like, I have to have a romantic getaway away from the cat. She's <laughs> cat really been ruining my walking my sea here. My cat's too needy, and he just needs his time, okay? <laughs> Need a little time away from that cat. Everybody does. It doesn't sound like David has much respect for her time, though. She clearly has an appointment, and he wants to get freaky. Not a meaningless trip to a forgotten hole in middle Georgia. That's offensive. Georgia has lovely vacation spots. (laughs) She's like, y'all didn't vote for me. Oh, screw you guys. I hate Georgia. You meaningless hole in middle Georgia. That's why they didn't vote for you, Selena. You can't be calling them that. Exactly. I just like the term meaningless hole. 
Come on. All holes have meaning. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I made reservations at Barnsley Gardens for the weekend. Kel felt a twinge of irritation, but only for an instance. David's tenacity was his best feature, so she couldn't complain when it strayed into personal territory. If his tenacity is his best feature, you don't need to be going away with him for the weekend. Yeah, I agree. Let's find something else. Tenacity is nice, but there are qualities that are definitely better in the long term. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Still, she said firmly, you shouldn't have, David. Give me a chance, darling. We work well in the office and the courtroom. Why not try three out of three? That never works. Okay, yeah. we're working together. We're hanging out together. Yeah. Now we're sleeping together. No, separate. Mm-hmm. He's wrong. Maybe he's going to get her in the end, but I think that he's not doing a very good job of trying to get her. It's all about convenience. He's sure. lazy. Yeah. yeah. Lazy. Is he tenacious? Is he really tenacious? Yeah, that, that's is a great he, question. Right. No, he is probably he didn't even spend any money on that Airbnb. He just had some yeah, Groupon left over. He's obnoxious. <laughs> he's about to expire. <laughs> yeah, that's all it is. That's why he's getting impatient. He's like, why you got to keep that appointment? The lady's been accused of a crime <laughs> she may not have committed. <laughs> we'll have to check back in with that brilliant piece of literature at another time. Thank you so much for bringing that to us. <laughs> this has been another episode of Funniest People I Know. Thank you so much, Sarah Brise, for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Yeah. We record for the Georgia Radio Reading Service. Thank you to producer Jane Boynton, who edits the show. If you enjoy the show, please like, review, subscribe, and share it with a friend. We're available on every service, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, and Pandora. You can email us at funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow. Have a hilarious week. See you next time. Bruh, 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 bruh.